0: Um, sales to me is not rocket science. It's more about the personality.
1: Uh, so Imani told me that she feels Nikki like would be a very good um, profile for expert in Africa and African, uh, and like anything about data centers and telecommunications. No, 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 no. She's a salesperson. I said, like, oh, cool. So, I think, I think we should just start from you getting into it. Um, into, into sales. sales yes, your okay. journey into it. Did you have to do like, an, uh, did you have like an academic background for it? do No, not at yes, all. Not get at all. It.
0: it was nothing to do with my academic qualifications. I think sales is more about your personality as opposed to, I mean, obviously, it helps to have the academic qualifications, especially if it's specialised, but I, my entry to sales, I would say was the tough way. Um, advertising. Advertising sales. I started selling advertising to businesses and directories. This was before we had the internet and you needed to be in a uh, publication called The Yellow Pages and it was just phoning businesses randomly asking them if they wanted to be in the in the directory, so that was hard.
1: Talking about personality, what would you if you have that made you feel like this is infused you with right?
0: You have to be outgoing, you have to be willing to put yourself forward, you can't be even, I mean you can be introverted Internally, but out outwardly, you always have to be willing to have a smile. You have to be thick skinned um, to be able to take all those knockbacks. You have to. I think empathy is key. You need to be because I think too many people um, are guilty of wanting to talk to pour out all they've got to say, as opposed to listening. You need to, listening is key. You always need to find out a person's pain point what they actually require. You don't go in thinking oh this is what you require. Find out what they require and then try and tune your um, offering to what
1: they require. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so fresh out of university, you you felt like, is it that you were looking for a diagnostic job? I said okay let me try six. Oh, that was what you were... No, fresh out of
0: them. university I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I studied English at university, which has nothing to do with what I'm doing. And the only reason I studied English was because I did art subjects and I had no clue what I wanted to study. I knew I didn't want to be a lawyer, which unfortunately most, um, you know what Nigerian parents are like. If you study science, you become a doctor, an engineer, you study arts, you become a lawyer. And I knew I didn't want to be a lawyer. Um, The only thing I knew I wanted to do was to travel. That was all. I had no other ideas about um, what I wanted to do. Um, started looking for work. Um, but I remember my. Fir- I got a temporary job in um, a call center for a company that was called um, Vodapage um, at the time. And then, um, then I got a job in their sales team, a permanent job in their
1: sales team. And it just went from there. So, moving on from that, after you got a permanent job and you felt like, okay, I think this place is fitting for me and I'm thriving. How were you able to climb the ladder?
0: Um, I guess it wasn't, initially it wasn't about climbing the ladder, it was about learning um, about sales. Um, as I said earlier, I worked in, um, in um, yellow pages and that gave me a real thick skin. But then I moved, I worked in pharmaceuticals, I worked in soft drinks, I worked in entertainment. And one thing I found, it's like compared to advertising, it's like you can't convince everybody that they need advertising. But with the, so to a certain extent, things like um, going to the pharmaceutical industry, it seemed so much easier because you were talking to people who needed these things. You knew they needed it, but it was a question of, who are they going to buy from? You're not the only one selling it. Mm-hmm. There are other people selling it. And that was, in fact, people buy people. I think relationships are key. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a product. You've got a product. Um, what differentiates the two? Me. And I need people to trust in me. Not necessarily, my, um, some people, there's this argument whether you need people to like you. But I think what is key is that they respect you mm-hmm. and that they trust you. That they believe what you're saying and that you what you're talking about. I think those are very key ingredients Mm. to get people to buy your service or product.
1: Yeah. So people trust people telling them what to buy, not necessarily the product.
0: No. Look at it. When you've got identical products, Mm -hmm. it's like person A has a car, person B has a car, and person C has a car. The cars identical. So what would make them go? and buy from one or the other, of course there's price, but imagine the product's identical and you've got the same price.
1: Mm.
0: At the end of the day, I think what would drive them to what is um, the person. It's like, mm. I, like um, I like Nikki more than I like um, John. And um, Nikki said, when I, fin- when I bought the product from her, she's going to keep in touch with me. She's going to give me addition. So, you know, it's like people, you need trust.
1: Yeah, so from what you said, now, it seems like um, companies should not just focus on maybe their unique selling points or their products or their prices, they should also look at the person that will be doing the sales for them.
0: It varies from product to product. If you're selling a product, um, imagine you're selling um, a retailer selling a chocolate bar to a consumer. That's just a one-off sale. Obviously he wants the consumer to come back again but that's just a consumer set but when you're buying something a high value product that a consumer has to think about then you have to put a lot more thought into it and that is when people buy that's what I'm saying there's so much more to it. It varies from product to product, from sector to sector, it just
1: depends on what you're selling. Looking at your journey, what would you say you've grown into like you did start with this, but now you have it. Um,
0: the most, if I go back to when I got into telecoms, I had quite a number of friends in the telecom space and I loved what they had to say about what they were doing and I wanted to get into telecoms. And unfortunately, lots of um, agents were saying, no, you don't have the right experience. They're only putting you forward for jobs that I felt um, I could do better and it was just I was just very fortunate that a friend of a friend gave my CV um, to um, the person that recruited me into telecoms Dennis Jones I'll never forget he called me and he said right I'd like you to come and sell for me into Africa and the Middle East and my first question was to him was Um, have you read my CV have you seen I have no experience in telecoms and he said yes and he said can you sell I said yes and he said well then come in I'll teach you Mm -hmm. and that was it and I was lucky he gave me that break and that is one thing I think too many people including myself we are guilty a lot of the time of looking for what we call experience as opposed to potential. Um, To be honest, um, and I'm not undermining what I do in any way, sales to me is not rocket science. It's more about the personality and even sales in telecoms. I would say to a large extent with with the right person, it can be taught um, with the right guidance that person can go out and be your best salesperson with no background at all. Um, as I said, I um, I studied English, um, but over the years I've learnt. I started selling satellite space um, when there were no um, cables in Africa, and then cables came and I started selling capacity on uh, submarine cable systems. And yeah, there's a lot of reading, um, a lot of um, internal courses, but I've learnt. So much that that I've had people ask, oh, are you an engineer? And it's like, no, no way, I'm not an engineer, but yeah, you pick up. I was just drawn to it. As I said, I had friends in telecoms and it just seemed so exciting. It seemed so much more um, fast paced um, than what I was doing. It was forever changing. It was the technology. Area. There was so much happening then, if you recall, that was when the internet came about, um, mobile phones were coming, and I feel I've been privileged to see all the changes and the impact that it's had on everyone across the globe, and more especially in Africa, what um, telecoms have done, the, the way things have moved forward. It's just amazing. And yeah, I did also mention um, the desire to travel, um, I've been privileged to travel around many many countries um, in the world um, that I wouldn't have had the opportunity, well it's unlikely that I'd otherwise have had the opportunity, but yeah in sales I've been traveling quite a bit, yeah. So that is the
1: attraction?
0: One of the attractions, I also, no it's not just that, sorry it's not just travel, no. Um, (laughs) I might as well be an air hostess if travel was just, or a pilot if travel was my only, no, I like to win, I'm a poor loser i really really love to win and that's one thing with some some jobs um your achievements are subjective but with sales it's black and white no one can argue with what you've achieved it's there you either win or you lose no one can it's like your results speak for themselves what you achieve is black and white no one can say oh no you haven't done this 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 when it's there on paper. Um, you win, uh, you're judged by the amount of um, business you bring in, and that's it. With sales, it's just your performance is evident. No one can say you haven't achieved if you have.
1: That sounds quite hard. Because when you're dealing with people, you really can't make them do what they don't want And I think that's my fear getting people to do what they ordinarily do not want to do or buy what they ordinarily do not want to buy and it seems quite hard, how have you been able to do this? Um, Sometimes
0: it might be the timing is wrong but then again, sorry, I have to bring it back to um, what I sell what I sell and the people I'm dealing with I know they have the need for it the question is, do they have the need for it from me? Do they have the need for it right now? So the timing has to be right, and the um, the fact that they need it from me has to be right, because I'm not the only one selling this service. There are other people out there. So first, and when I say the need, it the need might be maybe they don't need it today. Maybe they need it in six months' time. This is where planning comes into place, and so they say, oh sorry nikki i've just bought from x but in six months time i'm looking to grow you need to make sure you keep in contact you need to make sure you build a relationship you need even if they don't need it from you right now you want to be top of their mind you want them to minute. what if their plans change you don't want to wait six months to contact them next you want that maybe something's going to change in their business plan and say oh i need it tomorrow and you want them to pick up the phone to you
1: the other time you mentioned that um, the person that took a, a chance on you asked you that can you sell and that was all you needed to know. Would I be right if I say that a salesperson can work in any industry?
0: With the right support, yes, but for instance um, it would take a lot of training for me to go and sell a Boeing. 737 or whatever or some airplane you may need an engineering background but then saying that i would say well i don't know i think with the right training and with the right support because the salesperson, or as a salesperson, you don't sell in isolation you have a support team around you you have um solution people you have marketing people you have all sorts of people around you and i think with a good support team you might you can i believe you can sell in any industry if you have the great support but then again you need to have enough knowledge yourself to build confidence with um your um, customers your clients they need to have the confidence that you know what you're talking to uh, talking about but when it comes to the more technical um, aspects, maybe there's some knots and bolts and whatever, you may need someone more technical than yourselves. I think there were different types of um, salespeople and there are different types of industry requirements. It's hard to um, say one size fits all. You need to look at the industry, you need to look at the requirements but I'm all for people taking a chance on people like someone took a chance on me and giving them the right training and the right support.
1: Yeah, and learning a lot because you have to understand the production.
0: Absolutely, and it's a continuous learning process. It's not just about um, what you're selling, it's also about what your competitors are selling. It's about new innovations. You need to keep up with what's going on in the market, what could be affecting your um, clients' um, downturn or upturn. There's so much you need to know about the economy the industry just so many things impact on sales and you need to make sure again you want to be able to talk with um, your customer about all aspects not just um, their direct business but things that might be impacting on either their growth or their downsizing
1: you need to understand that. Yeah. So, so there's this part of selling you know you want to, able to put some money but you have to make it look like they're looking out for their own good. I, I think there's a skill around it. I don't, I don't have a need to it. Is it empathy? Or- yeah,
0: but it's not just about collecting their money. I actually say it's not because especially in our kind of business, mm-hmm. um, I don't want them to just buy from me today and go away. I want them to buy from me today and come back tomorrow and the day after, and the day after, and the day after. In the wholesale business, as I said, I think relationships are key. You can't survive on the one sale. You need to build up the relationship. And as I always say to my um, customers and clients, I just say, if you don't survive, I don't survive. I need your business to grow for my business to grow. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're sharing the pain. I need them to feel that I understand, which I do. I I take on um, what issues they have, what's driving their growth, and whatever. We work together.
1: The sales journey, like, what what do you do first before thinking of selling? Like, okay, do you, for instance now, maybe if I want to interview someone, I go ahead and look for the person's profile read about the person's profile, then reach out, then fix it the time for the interview. Something like that process, because that kind of process um, exists in six. Get, yes, there is a process,
0: but then it's not prescriptive. Everyone, I won't say there's one right way or one rule that things need to be done, but you need to know your audience. The same way you said you would look up the person's profile, I would say look up a business, understand where they're going, understand what you feel their needs could be, try and get as much information. Have they been in the news recently? Could there be things that are impacting them? Could, could there be some government legislation that would drive um, um, their requirement? Just do as much research as possible. Then, of course, you target the person within the um, actual organisation um in our uh, business um it's generally the cto's or the cios we would target but then again it it's it varies from organization to organization. that's who i would target um, naturally but then um, some organization will say no it's so and so this is who deals with that part of the business so yeah there a lot of work needs to be done before you speak to them to understand but then again don't have it fixed that yes this is correct because you need to verify at the same time that what you've understood is correct and don't just go in it's like oh I heard this 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 and whatever try and get them, draw it out of them about what's going on with their organisation. I can't go into specifics about deals that I've lost but I have lost many and every salesperson if they're being honest has lost many um the um win rate is uh, yeah you it could be you're talking about one in ten two and i mean it'd be fantastic <laughs> i would love to have a win rate uh, nine uh, say nine in ten but no i think that's virtually impossible i can remember selling into nigeria the old night house um first um connectivity on SAT-3. Um, it was a joint, um, Endeavour NITEL had also invested in um, SAT-3, so they had their own half and I sold them. Um, the second half was many years ago, and um, in South Africa as well. I did the same with um, Telkom South Africa, um, selling them their first um, connectivity on SAT-3. And, yeah, because for me, that was big because we didn't have cables at the time yeah. coming into the only cable coming to Africa at the time was Sat One, and that was into um, South Africa only. But Sat Three was the first cable uh, that was back in 2001. Yes. Yeah, the first um, mobile and came to Nigeria. It was yeah. after that when yeah, after Sat Three came, and then you had the mobile networks coming forward, and yeah. Certifications are not the important thing um, here. I mean, there are loads of people out there um, selling sales courses, there are loads of sales tips on the internet. Yes, read, I know there are all sorts of, um, about how to sell and certain whatever, but a lot of it comes naturally, I think. And like I said, people buy people. And I have had the, um, I've recruited a few salespeople in my time, and it's not always the best people on paper that make the best salespeople. Sometimes it's just a gut feel, and you just click with a person. You just know, yes, they can sell. Um, But as I said, a lot of understanding your markets, understanding the industry, a lot of reading, keeping up with what's going on, you need to make sure that you know what's going to affect your client, what could impact their business, whether it be negatively or positively, you always have to be on top of that. Keep on top of it and whatever, keep on top of what's going on with your clients.
1: And How do you refresh? there's only so much news that people can take it, like, but it can't take too many rejections. <laughs> okay, so well, how do you refresh? How do you, how do you get back on
0: your feet? Sometimes you need to take time out. Um, and that's easier said than done. Because um, one thing with sales, what I always say to her, it's like you never know when that big sale is going to come. So even when I go on holiday, uh, my phone is always with me just in case I have that big sale that (laughs) I don't want someone else to get it. I always want to be available. Occasionally, it's not always possible, Um, but you do need downtime. You do need something that, things that give you joy, whether it be just getting out in the open. Personally, um, I have a daughter. I love spending time with my daughter. I have two dogs. I love going on long, long walks with my dogs and just being out in the open, fresh air, clear your head. And that's the way I try and start most of my days. I try very much, um, if I can, to um, keep my working hours to working hours. I, I, it's not always difficult, um, but I try not to work around the, I think it can do harm, you always need to make sure you have time out. Just try and give yourself that time, try and have other interests as well and try and find things that give you joy and whatever you need joy in your life, you need you need that break.
1: Yeah. Tell me about interests. Yeah. have some other interests apart from saying how can you hold that interest?
0: I love travel. Traveling all the time, whether I'm at work or outside of work, I love spending time with my daughter and my dogs. Those are, that's yeah, what I do most of the time.
1: How do you maintain relationships with your customers? How do you foster those relationships?
0: Honesty, honesty, and uh, being honest builds trust. Um, don't don't lie, don't exaggerate about your service, your, uh, your service be the best thing since sliced bread, if you know I mean, what No, 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 no. <laughs> One thing I always say um, to anyone, I can't sell for an organization that I don't believe in their product. If I don't believe what I'm selling is any good, I can't work there. I would rather leave because I want people to know that I'm being honest with them. I don't want to lie to people. And you just be honest. And I think again, what that builds that when you have issues, it's how you deal with them. In our business connectivity, we have network issues, all sorts of things could happen, but it's how you deal with it. After, are you honest with your customers? What happened? What caused it? And what you're going to do to fix it? I just believe in being honest. And again, um, selling at a fair price. Yes, you want to get the highest price you can get from your, but at the same time, if you know somebody is selling that same service for 50% less, you will want to make sure you're pricing according to the market, because tomorrow when he finds out, he's not gonna come back to me. It's like, why did you sell it to me at that price? Yeah. Mm. Mm.
1: Interesting, interesting. But have there been any points where you had to make a compromise that you didn't want to make.
0: I mean, yeah, I want to sell for as much as I can, for as long as I can. It's a give and take. I mean, it's a two way street. I'm compromising, they're compromising. All transactions should be a win-win. You don't want to walk away saying, yes, i won. And meanwhile, your client's thinking, damn, that's a bad deal, but I had to go for it. I try and make sure it's a win-win. It's like, I've given, but then they've also given. It's always important that you ensure whoever you're selling to sees the value in what you're delivering. Don't let them walk away feeling cheated or bitter and always think about the next time. Can you come back to that person again? But make sure you feel you can face them in the future and stand up to what you sold them.